0: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM Sportsbook. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. Check our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors, because they make it happen for us, and they help you guys out. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords. In the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout. It goes five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. The Tucker Agency, saving you money on your personal insurance by going to tuckertn.com. Calvin & Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, Bone and joint, TN. Dot org so Zach uh we will discuss here the two biggest concerns about Josh Heupel as head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers because Danny White's search while very quiet probably he definitely missed on some bigger names uh that we have discussed in the last weeks or so but I think there are two big concerns and Jason Martin and Ramon Foster of 104.5 The Zone talked to Josh Heupel on Monday, and it's a good question by Jason Martin. He flat out said, you got two big concerns about you. How do you feel about defense and recruiting? Here's Josh Heupel.
1: But those that might not have been sold on the name Josh Heupel because of those two things, defense and recruiting, how would you address those concerns? Right, defensively, we're going to play an exciting brand of football. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to create negative plays and, and uh, put people in in, uh, in tough situations on third down and get off the football field. That is what we're going to be. Um, on the recruiting front, we're going to uh, recruit a, uh, a staff that's going to be able to, to be engaged and, and uh, be a part of the process and be relentless in it. Uh, recruiting is about relationships and developing those relationships. Uh, we're going to be able to recruit uh, the biggest, brightest, and, and best here at, uh, at Tennessee.
0: So, Zach, recruiting the, the biggest and brightest at Tennessee, uh, defense fast and aggressive and creating negative plays, I mean, all these th- things sound really good, <laughs> like when you can just say them in about a 30-second answer, but how do you feel about the Josh Heupel answer about defense and recruiting?
1: You know, I, I, I'm going to go out to the local gas station. I'm going to buy a winning lottery ticket. I'm going to yeah. get all of those numbers, and then I'm going to buy a yacht and four houses. That's what I'm going to do, and that's what we're going to do this afternoon. Yeah, it's all... It's all blah, 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 right? You got to put up or shut up. But I did like the question by, uh, you know, by Jay Martin Ramon. I thought that was good, right? Like they they did a good job of addressing the elephant in the room. And these are two things that are of a concern. I have my own answer, right? And this, I just, you know what I want to do? I want to dive right in. I want to ask, everybody right now what okay. they think because I am ready to go I want to go first right I'm like one of those things I have the answer and I rarely well I actually do raise my hand sometimes I just speak up and don't raise my hand but I am ready to answer this so we'll ask the question this is great what concerns you more about Josh Heupel is it his defense or his recruiting because his answer honestly Austin he he wasn't really concerned about either. He was pretty confident in both. Now, he's yeah. granted, he's not going to be like, well, you know, they're both a big concern. I don't know what we're going to do. He just got there, right?
0: Sure, sure. So, so look, DeMarie brings up, what do you think about him pulling scholarships already from committed recruits? We can address that with Rock Taylor. Rob says, what else is he supposed to say? And then Jeremy says, what's the guy supposed to say? Our defense may suck, and we don't know if we were, can recruit in the SEC. So, like, you know, I guess Jeremy's thinking that we're hating on Josh. Hyatt, but we're, I'm not hating on him. I'm like, The guy can answer things however he wants to answer, but as Zach Reagan said, nothing he would have said in that answer would convince us that they could do well playing defense in the SEC and recruit well in the SEC until we see it happen. So Zach, let's get to it. Let's get to all these questions here. What concerns you most about Josh Heupel, his defense, or his recruiting? Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, make sure you know where to go to get the best care possible throughout the entire process. That's the bone, that's at boneandjointtn.org. They do everything in their one beautiful facility in Franklin, Tennessee. The imaging, the testing, the surgery itself, and the rehab right there with over a dozen doctors that can specialize in whatever that injury may be. boneandjointtn.org.
1: And don't forget about our brand new title sponsor that is BetMGM, the king of sports books. We're we're riding and dying with Jamie Foxx. That's what we're doing. And so should you. Download the app today and use promo code A to Z Sports. They've got a great deal going on. You bet one dollar on the money line, you win a hundred dollars if you win that bet. That's what BetMGM. And we're gonna have different promotions each week. That is the cool part that you can get and be informed right here on A to Z Sports, doing big things with BetMGM. Use that code A to Z Sports when you sign up. You got to do that.
0: All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday. We asked the question, what concerns you most or more about Josh Heupel, his defense or his recruiting? Carlton and Colton immediately say recruiting. Ryan with defense. Uh, Rob's his defense. UT can recruit itself. Jeff Bigton Jeff says recruiting is a life of the program. So that. Um, we'll talk about Rock Taylor later on. Uh, uh, Nate says his foray concerns me. That's a huge issue. Somebody else said my biggest issue is I can't tell if he's young or old, which is funny. Gary says defense. Um, Corey says defense concerns him more than recruiting. Dom says recruiting come first. One takes care of the other. Interesting there. Uh, Nate says recruiting though. There's Chris with the older young comment. Um, let's see. Dallas says recruiting for sure. Good players can make up, uh, some degree for bl- bad play calling or scheme. Alex says recruiting. Not sure how many scholarships the Vols might have might be in a bad spot for a few years. And then D Marie says, well, looking at his past, he develops three-star recruits into players that could possibly be draft worthy. So I'm more worried about the defense, DeMarie says. So Zach, I'll, I'll give you the floor now. You said you wanted to go first. So, w- what concerns you more about Josh Heupel? His defense or recruiting?
1: I'll be honest. It's not his recruiting, because that's not more. That's not really necessarily about Josh Heupel. That's about that power T at the bottom of our screen, and that will help him out, right? that will get him from point A to point B much easier. Now, will he be a top five class? That, I don't know. That will separate him from maybe a good head coach in recruiting to a great head coach in recruiting. But Tennessee is the brand and the facilities and the boosters and the money and the visits and all the structure that they have. I'm not going to make a a fast food comment right now, but I think that, that Tennessee in general... That will help Josh Heupel. I'm not worried about recruiting at all. And I don't think anybody should be if they're rooting for Tennessee. They It's a standard that they can do. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about that defense. He's proven he can score points. But damn, Central Florida was bad at defense. They gave up 33.2 points per game. That's 87th in the NCAA this past season. They were 90th in third down conversion percentage. Which is
0: funny because what he mentioned in his answer is we're going to get off the field on third down.
1: Well, you, I, you do do something different than what Central Florida did last year. Well, let's, and let's, there, let's, look, look, there are some apples and oranges to Central Florida and Tennessee, but Tennessee had a lot of their players leave in the transfer portal because of all the mess that Jeremy Pruitt had. But overall, really, really bad. Let's talk about opponent red zone scoring. And that decides, because in college football, coaches tend to go for it more on fourth down in the red zone. Central Florida last year, a team he was the head coach of, was 100. And that is a average of 87.80% of the time in the red zone, the opponent uh, opponent scored. That's now, my that's concern. touchdown
0: or field goal, right? That That's, yeah, so uh, it's... That-
1: that's points,
0: I'm just saying that there's a difference in like you're giving up touchdowns because if you allow somebody in the red zone, holding them to a field goal or maybe forcing a turnover uh, sometimes is obviously great, but holding them to a field goal is there too. The opponent uh, look,
1: averaged six yards of play, Austin. No,
0: I'm not saying like here the defense last year. You're right, 92nd in the in the FBS and in, in total defense in points scoring defense points per game. The year before, they were 42nd, and his first year in 2018, they were 36th. So there was a massive drop-off in defensive play this past year in college football, and I think overall, there was just more points scored by everybody in college football but Tennessee, it felt like. But he was able to score an average of over 42 points a game, so they were that's why they won more games than they lost. So my answer for this, Zach, and I go to something that our Zach Reagan wrote on our website, AtoZSportsNational.com. It was a really good point, and it leads me to agree with you. I'm more worried about the defense than the recruiting for Josh Heupel. Let's look at the stats here. So Josh Heupel's recruiting classes in his three years at UCF in 2018, they were. I'll just listen. Number 62 class, the 60th class, and the 75th class. That's not like great recruiting. But let's look at what Scott Frost did at UCF. 65 and 55. So even after they went 13-0, huh?
1: That's where UCF is.
0: Right. Even after they went 13-0, he was recruiting the 55th best class in the country, right? Let's look at what Lane Kiffin, who Lane Kiffin is a known badass at recruiting, right? Mary Flippen, Zach, you know all about that and what Lane Kiffin is bringing to Ole Miss as a head coach offensively and a recruiter. At FAU, here's Lane Kiffin's recruiting classes at Florida Atlantic, 60 75, 61, right? Butch Jones at Cincinnati, Cincinnati's a better program at that time in the Big East than UCF and FAU was now. Butch Jones got 56, 47, and 51. Butch Jones put back-to-back top 10 classes together at Tennessee, and hell, Derek Dooley, who had no idea how to properly recruit, had top fifteen classes at Tennessee. So, I, I
1: I throw the Butch Jones things out because look at what Cincinnati did prior to Butch Jones. They had a better winning percentage consistently than the the UCFs of the world or the you you uh, uh, the, the FAU FAU of the world. So well, I I don't that doesn't carry a lot I mean, of weight my, my, with me. But Zach Butch
0: Jones he he, he recruited well. At Tennessee. We know that. They had draft picks. They got dudes in the NFL playing uh, on Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays at this point in the NFL that played for Butch Jones. His failure was lack of development. Josh Heupel has shown he can take the 758th recruit in the country who's a three-star quarterback and have the dude throw for 3,600 yards as a true freshman. Now, yes, I know in the AAC, there is a difference, but still, 3,000-yard passer for Tennessee seems like something that's impossible uh, to happen right now with what the Vols offense is doing. And Josh Heupel has shown he can take three-star talent and turn it into productivity on the football field, at least on the offense. So here's how I'll wrap up my, my bit, saying that I'm worried more about defense than his recruiting, because Tennessee has recruited well under Jeremy Pruitt it recruited well under Butch Jones not as good but still solid under Derek Dooley it got them nowhere everything about Tennessee from now moving forward is about the quarterback position and developing the talent and keeping the talent that you have on the roster and And
1: scheme scheme is a big reason why understanding
0: fitting Players to scheme. What comes first, chicken or the egg? The scheme or player come first? Because everything Josh Heupel said the same thing that Jeremy Pruitt said. Basically, that I will develop the scheme around the players that I have. Because why would I force the scheme on players that doesn't work? Right. So, like they're saying the right things. Every coach says basically that was right a things.
1: lie. Right. What Jeremy well, Pruitt did with Jim Cheney was the exact opposite. They had to fit the mold of what Jim Cheney's offense was. There was no difference, right? Run the football, traditional, like th- those. That was a was stone age offense. lie.
0: Yeah, it was stone age offense, right? Because they've they had everybody around the quarterback t- to succeed offensively, but the quarterback couldn't get it done, and so it didn't work. Like, you might have a great looking car with brand new tires, sweet rims, and it's got you know a fresh coat of paint on it. The interior looks great, but the engine wasn't there. And so it wasn't going anywhere. That's the Tennessee offense. They were a brand new car without an engine. I don't know yeah. if
1: they were brand new, but, uh, the, well,
0: they were a good looking car. Uh, I, good I don't know. I, I would engine.
1: disagree. If Garantano was driving that vehicle, it wasn't a very good looking car. That's, it was that, probably that, going. It was probably going the other direction. You listen,
0: to, <laughs> listen to the analogy I'm saying, Zach, the analogy I'm saying is that Jared Garantano was the engine and it wasn't in the car. Yeah. It was ever just sitting in your driveway uh, behind with a cover over it. Definitely That's
1: certified doing. pre-owned. Here's one thing that I, I will say. We both agree that defense is the correct answer on this question. Recruiting will happen because Tennessee is a brand. It will continue to be a brand just like Michigan is just like even TCU has built a brand like Baylor in those years that they were really good. They built a brand that has not fallen off Tennessee and Michigan and, and, of those ilk they can recruit here's the one thing that can help that because they're going to get better a better form of player than that at UCF can Josh Heupel come in his system has proven correct right it has proven that it works now SEC is a little different the defenses are better and the offenses are better especially with LSU Alabama that you have to play every single year Excuse me, every single year or Florida. Florida, Florida, and what Dan Mullen has done. I look at this and say, You I know that people were not all in on this hire to begin with, but I've I and I will continue to say this this was the correct hire for what Tennessee needed. And it wasn't just about the state of the program. This is what they needed for their football team, for the offense to score 30 points. And not have to lose a game 42 to 7 because they couldn't compete. Defensively, you can put that together because I think you can get players. You get a, a good kicker in special teams, and then you start building. So I am like subtly optimistic about Tennessee. I've talked I talked to Tennessee fans over the weekend, and they're like, Man, I, I don't know. Like, you know, who do why do we get this guy? He's not a big name. This is you should be optimistic about what Tennessee can build from here moving forward because they had to kind of dumb themselves down a little bit. I don't know what the NCAA violations are going to be, but Tennessee had to move back. They didn't say, we're going to go get an old hat and felt Fulmer who's never done the job before and see if he can get his country boy friend Jeremy Pruitt, to come run the program, and instead both of them ran it into the ground. Yeah. This is actually an ideal hire from a school a second tier school in UCF that is very credible and has had success. Yes, and 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 success with lesser rated
0: players. Like every quarterback on the Vols roster was a better prospect coming out of high school than the guy who just threw for seven thousand yards the last two years under Josh Heupel. Right. That's that's what you sell. So I, I am I, I'm worried about the defense because a lot of times and I'll make this quick and then I want to touch on two things in recruiting and one of them is rock Taylor and the other one's a really really big name coming up but the last thing Josh Heupel's defense relies a lot on his offense Josh Heupel's defense can be a lot more effective if the offense is scoring 40 points a game but flip side Josh Heupel's defense can just be screwed if Josh Heupel's offense is not scoring points they're going three and out and punting and the defense is getting crushed in time of possession. So double-edged sword, sometimes it works great where you can afford to give up 30 points a game because you're scoring 42. And Josh Heupel's never had an offense as a head coach that's averaged less than 42 points a game. The Vols last year averaged 21 points a game. That's double easy math, right? So The defense relies on the offense to be successful or to fail. So a lot of this is on Josh Heupel. Now go react to that, and then we'll Well, go.
1: I I want to say this: yeah, a lot of that is finding the right quarterback. The big decision is going to be: is it going to be Harrison Bailey or is it going to be Salter? Because and, and those guys give you two different things. They absolutely do. But that decision in spring in fall leading up to next year of, and and here's the benefit, and this is what will happen, because this is college football, and I can already predict this. The good thing is their first three games, Bowling Green, Pitt, and Tennessee Tech. Correct. You're going to have time to kind of figure that out. If fall camp, one guy does not rise above. So I expect both of those guys to play in the first three games and you have some time to feel it out. The one thing, they can't lose to Bowling Green out of the gate. I don't think they will. I think Bowling Green has gone this direction. And so that's the benefit, but that quarterback, man, that was the one Achilles heel for Jeremy Pruitt. He couldn't get over Garantano, and he was scared to let Harrison Bailey play when Garantano was throwing them out of games. So big decision from Josh Heupel. The good thing is he's a proven quarterback picker. He can pick the right guy, and he's had a proven track record of success.
0: All right, Zach. So I want to address two things with recruiting. The Vols did just sign um, a, a, a player on National Signing Day. I'll update that as that just happened a few moments ago. But recruiting, talking Rock Taylor's situation and Josh Heupel quarterback recruiting. With first, Zach, tell everybody about the Tucker agency.
1: Yeah, Tucker TN com. That's where you need to go to get your insurance if you're in the state of Tennessee or surrounding. It doesn't really matter. That's the best part. Nashville's uh, in, independent insurance agent can, agency can help you. TuckerTN.com. That is TuckerTN.com. Will Tucker and his team will take care of you. The average customer saves 20%, 20% on their insurance when they email Will at TuckerTN.com. Home insurance, renter's insurance, you've got... Life insurance, if you've got a family, car insurance. We talked about that, that brand new, well, really. Certified pre owned car that Austin was referencing earlier in the show. Get that thing insured by the right insurance company. That's the Tucker agency. They can take care of you. Tuckertn.com. All
0: right. Big game coming up. BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. Sign up today. Download that app. That's promo code ATOZ Sports for BetMGM, the king of sports books. So listen to it, real, real quickly. Listen to this. Download the app and sign up. If you use our code A T-O-Z Sports, you place a one dollar moneyline bet wager on either team on Sunday. If your team wins, you get a hundred bucks. So that's one dollar up to win a hundred. Uh, on the moneyline wager at BetMGM with code ATOZ Sports, they've got innovative parlays, boosted odds specials, which I'm taking another boosted odds special they have too. Game props and more. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Zach.
1: Yeah, can't beat that. Bad MGM, you see that code right there. So, Austin, you wanted to talk about Rock Taylor and something in particular that r- involves recruiting of what happened this morning. I'm now intrigued.
0: Yeah, so this morning, Tennessee officially signed a junior college tackle, Jeremiah Crawford. Uh, he had offers from Baylor, Ole Miss, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Maryland. This is coming from Ben McKee of Rocky top insider. So look, that's something he's a three-star guy. He's 6'6, 315. They need bodies on the offensive line for what's going to happen with the transfer portal with Wanye Morris going to Oklahoma hypels alma mater. So that's, that's that right. Then the story comes out about rock Taylor, who is a three-star fringe, four-star athlete out of Alabama had been committed under Jeremy Pruitt for a long time. He he was going to be either a a tight end or a wide receiver. We don't exactly know what position he was going to play, but one, he was not fast, and so that doesn't matter for Jeremy Pruitt's offense. For for Josh Heupel's offense, you got to have speed. Now, what happened is, earlier this week, National Signing Day is today, Rock Taylor was going to sign with Tennessee today. Josh Heupel had an assistant that we don't know the name uh, call Taylor and pull the scholarship Week of National Signing Day, and say, "Hey, it's not going to work out. We'll tell. We'll, we'll make it look like you decommitted uh, for a positive spin on you, but we cannot accept your scholarship anymore on, at Tennessee." I mean, that's it. That sucks, right? It, it's a kid who's having what he thought was his dream about to happen, have it yanked out from under him right before. But it happens every year, and the reality is, Rock Taylor did not have the grades where he was an instant qualifying kid at Tennessee. So in Tennessee's situation with upcoming NCAA sanctions where they will probably lose a number of scholarships, they cannot afford to accept a player who won't qualify academically. So it's not, it's the timing sucks. The optics are bad on Tennessee, but the reality is, Rock Taylor wasn't going to qualify at Tennessee and unfortunately he's going to have to go somewhere else. It didn't fit on the football field or academically for Rock Taylor. And it just sucks that that's how it had to happen.
1: Well, it justifies that college football is a business, right? Like that's all it is. It is a business. And when new management comes in, you better strap up because your ass may get fired. You're probably not going to get promoted. Things are going to change. Those are those are things. It's a life lesson that unfortunately Rock Taylor learned at a early age and at an unfortunate time, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you have your mind set on one. But the life lesson is you think you're going down one road and all of a sudden life turns. And so for him, life turned. And I I don't. you feel sorry for him. I don't even think the optics are bad. It just is what it is.
0: Well, and here's the thing. And Rob's right. His high school coach made it worse by going to AL.com and, and telling the rock Taylor side of the story, which is this kid's been committed to you for so long that the coaching change happens. He remained committed to Tennessee, even with all that, even with the three and seven, even with the incident violations, he was committed to Tennessee and you pulled his offer. We just
1: met pal. (laughs) <laughs> like that, that's how I look at it. W- we just met. Why are you trying to go so fast? I just walked in here like, yeah, you had a relationship with the other dude, not me. So I, I apologize for being misconstrued. But when I come in here, the reason why Josh Heupel was hired is to do things his way because Tennessee as the university felt that his way, obviously was better than Jeremy Pruitt's way. So, hard lesson, but I have nothing for you, Well, bud. And there's,
0: there's also uh, rumblings that Jeremy Pruitt was going to have to do the same thing with Rock Taylor if he was still the coach of Tennessee. So, the problem is the high school coach who, as Zach Reagan points out, didn't even know the name of the Tennessee staffer that called about this. Uh, so just went out there and, and made it more public, which made Tennessee look bad. Nah, but again, that's nah, that's nah. that's part of it, right? And it happens. And unfortunately, hopefully Rock Taylor gets a scholarship where he can go to a school and be on scholarship, play football and better his life because of the experience for that. But it's not at Tennessee.
1: And I'm with Jeremy, and this is the cold, hard truth. Josh Heupel doesn't owe anything to Jeremy Pruitt's recruits. The only thing that he may owe them is a conversation. And he could look at their tape feel if hey if they, if they are are good enough for my program and the offense and defense that I want to run then yeah I will entertain the idea they'll either stay or go but it's just it, a new manager comes in buckle up because things are going to change it's just how it always is
0: right so now let's flip it to the part of recruiting that is very important for Josh Heupel, as we talked off the top of today's show, what, what's a bigger concern for you, Josh Heupel's defense or his recruiting at Tennessee? We both said the defense is a bigger concern for us, and recruiting will will work out. Recruiting- Where do you Tennessee- think
1: Tennessee will in- finish?
0: Well, they're 16th right now, and they signed the one Juco offensive lineman, they were basically done for the most part because they had, I think, twenty early early signees, uh, and they are going to be under the scholarship limit. But that's bound to happen because of all the transfers. So they might add some more transfers through the portal, I mean, like the kicker they got of
1: what Tennessee is. Like sixteen is quality. No, right. it's not top five or top ten of what maybe Tennessee should be. But because of their disastrous three-win season. And their terrible athletic director and their awful head coach, 16 is a win. Like, I have the most high expectations of this show, included uh, of all every single person in this chat. And I look, I'm not a Tennessee fan, but my expectations in life are very, very high. But I also understand the reality of things. 16 is a win with everything Tennessee has gone through. And then you figure out what Hypel is as a coach and as a recruiter and as a coordinator, essentially well, and, calling offense defense as head yeah, coach.
0: Yeah, and Zach Reagan adds that Dylan Brooks will come off that list. He has asked for his release from his LOI that he signed. So we'll see what happens. Corey Brown, as Brent puts up there, you drop um, to 20.
1: Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like
0: and, As Rob says, top 25 this year is a win. For a coaching change, get top 25, build something, get a few transfers to move forward because it's all about one guy. It's all about one guy, Zach. Not Caden Salter. It's about Ty Simpson. It is all about the best quarterback to come out of the state of Tennessee in a long, long time that's in the next year's recruiting cycle. He's the son of UT Martin's head football coach. He is a beast of a quarterback prospect a four-star, highly rated, Clemson's after him, Tennessee has to get him. And so the one thing that Josh Heupel must do in recruiting is to land Ty Simpson. And he'd said on social media over the weekend that he's announcing his school later on in a couple weeks uh, in in the middle of February. That is the biggest sell that Josh Heupel has to make. And can he succeed there? Because Josh, I, I said, and yeah, Kelkin says he's going to Clemson. Rob says he's hearing it's not going very well. But Josh Heupel can actually look at Ty Simpson and say, I will make you a better quarterback. Look at the guys I've helped along the way, including Sam Bradford, who had a really big endorsement for Heupel yesterday. It looked like he was like forced to do that with a knife to his neck. But Sam Bradford, with a big-time endorsement of Heupel, And all the track record that he has, that is a humongous thing for Josh Heupel, and it feels like it's going to be Clemson, but it's not done. Like there is still time for Josh Heupel to work. Right,
1: just and these kids is why I hate recruiting. They're going to commit to you, and then they're going to. Say, hey, no, I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm going to commit over here. Give me some followers. Oh, I want some followers over there. Oh, here's some followers. So whatever happens on February 9th is, in fact, the date that he is going to announce is not truly indicative of where he will attend and play college football. So uh, Josh Heupel has plenty of time to build a relationship with a guy in the state. He does. And so, he has
0: to. And, and he, I, I
1: know that that's the fun of recruiting, right? The up and down of, whoa, you know, this kid, I get that. I don't play into it. A lot of people do. But, I, and just learning about this situation after you describe it, described it to me, is I, I, Tennessee has an opportunity now that they've reset. Because if Tennessee, you know, comes out and starts to build a good reputation through the offseason, things start to go well, good publicity, relationships are formed. Who knows what happens?
0: Yeah, Zach Reagan adds that Clemson doesn't lose commits, and Dabo won't even let commits visit other places, which is not legal. Like Dabo can't do that. Like that's that's really that's Dabo bully, has Power
1: like Nick Saban, right? Though. But he, that's that that is literally. But Nick
0: Saban allows people to go visit other places that are committed to Alabama. Dabo can Dabo find is, a way. But he's he's not a dictator. Like, he can't do that.
1: Hey, if you got guts, then that's, you can do what you want. That's literally
0: bullying and strong-arming a 17- or 18-year-old kid is what so Dabo's doing. And, which,
1: that's, and Dabo, that's the game.
0: Well, and, and Dabo is a uh, growing sleazeball in my mind. When it I comes like to Dabo. People. I know you do, but I don't like the guy anymore. I used to like him. I don't like the guy anymore with what Dabo does. But look, it doesn't even matter hey man, because we
1: play with love. We play with love right here on the
0: show. BS. Dabo is, yeah, he says that. And then he says, well, I love you so much. I'm not letting you go visit other schools. Like that's ridiculous, <sighs> but it doesn't matter because they can't go on visits anyway. They haven't been able to go on a visit since like March. So it, the visit thing is not as important this year as it is, has been in the past years, but, Ty Simpson is a big deal in, and, and if Josh Heupel cannot, um, save that over the next 10 months, then it's, it is a big early loss on Josh, Josh Heupel's Tennessee career.
1: Obviously focusing on focusing on the recruiting of the future, but he's got a hit on Bailey and Salter that he's got to find those two guys or what's the hooker. Virginia Tech hooker. hooker. So those three names, he's got to figure out his guy to impact now and get the, the, the train back on the track. Well, I mean, you if- said you said big deal. I think that leads us into our next question for Tennessee basketball, which I would love to lead into. Yes. Absolutely, it would be a pleasure of mine. Yeah, Here's we'll the be. question we're asking you guys, though. This is simple. If you watched, and I did, I watched the second half last night, Tennessee – not pl- did not play like they played against Kansas, against Ole Miss. Ole Miss, now, Tennessee had an opportunity at the end to tie and extend it into overtime, even possibly win, but did not play well. Rick Barnes did not have his team focused in the second half to score points. Here's the question. Vols hoops, ugly, ugly loss to Ole Miss. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? That's the question we're asking Tennessee fans.
0: First, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. Here's a big deal. I've lost over 20 pounds of fat. I've gained over eight pounds of muscle and changed my body composition and dropped my body fat percentage by over 10% in a year and a half because of what Mandu has taught me about fitness and taught me about how to achieve my fitness goals. Mandu is a 15 minute workout, and that 15 minutes of full body electronic muscle stimulation simulates five plus hours in the actual weight room. So you don't have time to go to the gym for like eight hours a week. That's ridiculous. But you can go to Mandu once or twice a week and be getting more out of that. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Whatever shape you're currently in, Mandu can help you out now. You don't have to get in shape before you start, Mandu. You just go start and your results start to show pretty quickly. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free.
1: Results in the form of money in your pocketbook, bet MGM, our title sponsor, code A to Z Sports. Download the app today, use that promo code, and this is the best thing. This week leading up to the Super Bowl, you bet one dollar on the money line on either Bucks or Chiefs, whatever one you you pick, and you win, you get a hundred dollars. One equaling a hundred dollars. It really Makes all the sense in the world. Download the app today. Bet MGM, code A2Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports.
0: Yes, B today is National Signing Day, which is a travesty to all of us who grew up uh, loving what National Signing Day used to be. So, uh, so it is National Signing Day. Tennessee got one Juco offensive lineman who had a couple offers from the Big 12 and the SEC, including Ole Miss. But that's a little. A little victory there for Tennessee over the Rebels, but a loss last night over the Rebels, Zach. Ole Miss wins 52-50. So the question is, Ole Miss wins 52-50, Tennessee loses. The question is, big deal, small deal, or no deal for the Vols dropping this game in ugly fashion? I mean, they just stomped Kansas and put up 80 points, and then they can only pick, they can only score 50 against Ole Miss last night? Zach, you're an Ole Miss grad. How do you feel about this from the Tennessee side of things?
1: Well, let's read some comments first, and then I'll I'll give you my opinion. Rob says no deal. Michael says no deal. Tennessee 88. I like that name on Periscope. says go Rebs, so I'll support that. Darren says no deal. A big deal from Big Ten Jeff. Tennessee peaked too early. Mark says small deal. Still early, so no deal from Alex. Uh, let's see, sounds like a letdown game after Kansas. Bobby's going small deal on that. Louis says no deal. Brent says small deal. No deal from G-Man on base. Road game, off night, played to their competition. Big deal from Eddie. Uh, Alex says, laugh out loud, big deal. Big deal since it has now happened multiple times and that offense is terrible because Keon can't shoot the ball at all. So here's what I'll say. I'm not going to say that it was a no deal. I also am not going to say that it was a big deal. It definitely was a letdown game after the massive win over Kansas, in which Kansas was literally building a house with all the bricks they were throwing up. They could not make shots. The Jayhawks, I I felt like it was back iron every time they threw the the basketball at, at the basket. Yeah very similar in turnovers and missed shots last night in the second half here's why I'll say it's a small deal Ole Miss sucks okay uh, like let's not just like let's call a spade a spade I'm not sitting here as an old Miss grad saying you know we're uh, blah, blah, blah. no that, that's not how it works they have their struggles. Ole Miss is not a good basketball team. Now they are a quality enough basketball team to upset a team once, right? Or As maybe Britt twice. Says, in a their year.
0: defense is ranked second in the SEC. So Ole Miss right. plays good defense, and that showed last night.
1: Right. Here's the key. This is a sign that Tennessee, when they get in the tournament they can play one of these type games. yeah. And yeah. you don't want to play one of these type games. You can play bad, right? You don't want to play terrible. And that's what Tennessee did in the second half against Ole Miss. They were winning by five points with like six or seven minutes left to go. They could have held on, but Tennessee, they turned the ball over and Ole Miss made a run with layups. That's how they won. They weren't They, they, they were allowing their opponent to get to the basket. So small deal, not a big deal, not a no deal, because we've seen this multiple times, but Tennessee has proven they can play extremely good. They have to eliminate playing terrible. Yeah, and,
0: and the fact is you can't go 11 plus minutes without a field goal. You're going to lose. <laughs> you can't do that. like, And that's what B-Hall has been saying, and I, I agree with B-Hall. Vols don't have anyone who just puts their head down and go get a bucket. Or just go force yourself to the free throw line. And when you got guys like Jaden Springer, who's been pretty good at getting to the basket a lot, when they, when the freshman goes one for seven and only puts up two points and misses his two free throws, like they lost, they lost the game by going 10 for 16 at the line. You know, the three days after they only miss one free throw and their win over Kansas. Is they lack the the confident just dude who in crunch time can go get the job done. Last year, Fulkerson stepped up and was able to do that. Now what's happened this year is everybody in the SEC knows that John Fulkerson is more than just a hustle guy. So they know John Fulkerson. They know what John Fulkerson can and can't do, and they make him do the things that he can't do very well. And so Eve Pons, if Eve Pons is leading you in scoring, you're probably having a bad night. You got a problem. So it's it's all up to Viscovi, Springer, Josiah Jordan James, and Keon Johnson. Those guys all shot horribly last night. And turning the ball over, they can't do that. They just, they got to have one of those four guys step up and be the dude down the stretch. And you saw all four of those guys play pretty well against Kansas. And they won by Victor Bailey. Thank you, Rob, to add to him too. So five, you got five guards. You just need one of them to step up to be the guy. They all five played well against Kansas. And then you see what happens when really nobody plays well. They lose to a team they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, and Newport Phillip brings up a good point. Dry spells are way too dry for a team that's talented. And you, you just mentioned the structure of their team, which honestly, I really like how Rick Barnes has structured this team is because they are truly a team. It's just, I don't know if it's coincidence. It's very strange that all of these players can go dry for an extended amount of time because they're put together. There's not one superstar, right? And there's not two. It's not like uh, Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. That's not how this is constructed. This is, you're going to bet on eight to 10 points from multiple people, right? And all their responsibility is to get to eight to 10 points. And Fokerson sometimes can get to 12 to 15. Pons can sometimes get to 12. Like that, I like that because I think you're playing the odds. You're playing the odds in a very strange year that once you get into the tournament, you're not going to have these dry spells where guys go o for life in the second half.
0: Yeah, and, and so I'll, I'll say this. It's a small deal overall because I know of how Rick Barnes can use a game like this to reset you. You just came off of slapping Kansas on national TV on a Saturday night where you felt really good about yourself. Rick Barnes will humble these these guys real quickly, and it will pay off. That's that's how he built the Grant and Admiral roster uh, several years ago at Tennessee. So it's a small deal because it's still a young team, and it seems like them going dry gets contagious. And everybody goes dry, like you were saying. And so they need to regroup. And unfortunately, this team is not a veteran team where they're going to have to have a lot of big regroupings. And Rob's right. They need to start peaking at the end of this month.
1: Okay, these next two games, massive. Yes. At Kentucky, rivalry game, right? I don't give a damn what Kentucky's record is. They're 5-10, and 10, they're 4-4 four and four in the mm-hmm. conference. But Kentucky has players. Right that's one thing they have talent these guys are, went to Kentucky for a reason I'm not saying Kentucky is going to beat Tennessee right now but I am saying very important game because after Kentucky you have your revenge game against Florida because they embarrassed your ass on national television a couple of, like a week ago so yeah. the, these as you said Rick Barnes the coach that he is has to focus his team over the next two games at Kentucky and Florida to get the job done and get back winning and and back on the winning streak, heading closer to the end of the season into the tournament. Here's
0: the best thing about playing at Kentucky on Saturday. It's still Rupp Arena, but it's only 3000 people.
1: Yeah. So it's not, it's not Rupp Arena.
0: It's still Rupp Arena because you got the other three dudes wearing vertical stripes that usually help you out. But
1: Oh my god!
0: That's a thing, man. Get it,
1: out of here, Austin. What? You just fanboyed this entire I, show. No, my I disappointment did not. level is at a twelve right no, now. No, Zach, that's a thing. You orange boy, get out Look, of this here. This
0: has nothing to do with Tennessee and everything to do with Kentucky. This is no. not. This is not about Tennessee. You, you just every team rep. that goes into Rupp Arena gets help. Get out of here. They do. That's what happens.
1: Move on. This is you you, you oranged yourself. I did not you orange look, myself. You look like James and the giant Peach. This is pathetic. Come, Come on. on. Don't no. ref this. Don't ref this.
0: Look, thank you, Mark. That's been a thing for um, decades.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Read Jeff that says, one.
0: Boom. Boom, well, this man. That's right. I said yeah, boom. boom.
1: Boo this man.
0: Boom. This man is what Jeff says. Boo this man. They get home cooking. Absolutely. Jeff Corey. Thank you. Corey Elkins. Get out All here. right. So Zach, let's, let's go ahead and get to our next topic. Something that I am very excited. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> very excited about. Where's won- TV. Teddy. Oh God. Don't get I Luckily. I haven't watched enough college basketball this year to get pissed off at Teddy Valentine yet. Yet it's coming right in February. That's when I get pissed off at TV. Teddy. But now, Zach, something great is coming back. EA Sports College Football. That announcement happened yesterday. Everybody excited about this. So here's what we want you guys to do. Comment one emoji to describe EA Sports College Football's video game coming back. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle.
1: Yeah, calvinandsubtle.com. That's where you need to get your hardwood floors. Look, we've been showcasing different hardwood floors Throughout the course of this show, we got one right here. Get the little darker look in your home instead of that that light carpet. Look at this nice hardwood floors. I've got a whole handful down there that Calvin and Soto supply me, and that's how you pick them out. Once you pick out your perfect hardwood floor, one to two weeks, they order the material and install. That's how quick it is Calvin and or give them a call 615-448-6414 that's 615-448-6414 they will do it all and they will go wherever if you're in middle Tennessee from Clarksville to Spring Hill to Gallatin they will hook your house up and improve the equity of your home and the feel of your home, calvinandsuttle.com. A to Z sports
0: here live. Bet MGM code ATOZ sports, the king of sports books. All you got to do this week with a big game coming up, you download the app, you sign up, use our promo code ATOZ sports, and you can make a $1 money line bet. That's just one buck, $1 money line bet on either team. If your team wins, you get hundred dollars back at BetMGM only with code ATOZ Sports, the king of sports books at BetMGM, right there. So Zach, comment your uh, with one emoji to describe EA Sports College Footballs video game coming back. I think this is a big talk about big deal, small deal, no deal. This is a big deal.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, this is absolutely a big deal. We've been waiting on this, you know, obviously the Madden, and then we talk about likeness when they took it over, but I mean, we all love this game. This was our prime time, Austin, right? This is our college years.
0: Well, this was high school, middle school, high school, college. I remember playing this game when Joey Harrington was on the cover back in like NCAA football, 2003, right? So it's a big deal of a lot of people around our age of what we did as young kids and teenagers for almost a decade over a decade
1: yeah no for sure all right so my emoji i'll comment there on uh, on our comment section we've got a lot of good ones we've got just football in general we got crying emoji and i assume those are tears of joy yes Mookie says uh money bags greg goes unicorn uh, I'll probably suck at it now from Sean, which is kind of funny. Brad says, uh, he'd go big orange, so he's going to play with Tennessee. Smile from Zach. Uh, a little prayer from Colton saying thank you, Brent, with that football. Anchor from Louie. Uh, Ronald with the fire emoji. This is This is good. Some quality emojis getting into it right now. Here's my emoji because this was honestly out of left field yesterday my emoji is mind blown I did not think and this has two meanings I'm 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 deep man I I go deep mind blown the fact that they actually did it and then it also represents what my brain is going to feel like if they bring back the r2 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 stadium shake but because that was the best you'd get a kneeling stadium or or the swamp and you just start pounding r2 and all of a sudden the the it'll start shaking you, you can't even see the when you go back you can't even see the routes because they're just wiggling like a worm you can't even throw a, a fly route you can't audible if you want your slot receiver to instead of running an out running in Yeah, good luck, bro, because your quarterback's going to get picked off because of the stadium atmosphere of college football. I am juiced right now. That is what makes college football, and they that embodied. I don't know what year that was, but I want that shaking route line in my life sooner rather than later. That's good. I, I love this, and so here's my
0: emoji. My emoji is the hourglass with sand running through it because that's just all the time that I'm going to be spending playing this game just like I did when I was younger. Just the, the hours and hours and hours of me sitting in the same chair, having to like, you know, take uh, controller breaks, uh, because I was playing dynasty mode for so long. I was recruiting and putting all my resources and points into recruiting a building, you know, central Michigan that I was, I built central Michigan. No, it was Western Michigan from the one star prestige up to a four star prestige. Then I left to go to Hawaii. I built Hawaii up. Then I left from Hawaii and I went to Oregon. And you just build up that dynasty mode for season after season after season. And just all the time sunk into uh, what NCAA football used to be that I honestly cannot wait. The This game, in EA Sports College football's game going away is what ended my video game playing life. Now it's coming back. And it might take a couple years to get here, but it doesn't matter. It's coming back and I am going, and Demi, as Dimitri says, He's running to the store to get it. So I'm I'm fired up about this. Zach, you've been streaming video games a lot over the last year. I volunteer as tribute to be the EA college football guy in our business and build a dynasty. I think everybody got that feeling again watching Coach Doug's and Big Cat this summer. Where I you gotta give credit to Big Cat and Barstool. I feel like that had a big a big impact in this announcement happening yesterday.
1: There's no doubt about it. So my first I was thinking about my first memory of college football video game and you you probably never played this. I am a little bit older than you. Maybe you did, I don't know. We'll see. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams NCAA Football 2000. I used to play with Texas State which had like it was like I created them and tried to go all the way. That was like my, my start of my college football video game career. This just has you in all the feels, right? I feel like a kid. Another emoji should be like a kid emoji because that's how I feel right now.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of the first one I had. Like, I, I have und-
1: them all. I actually still have them. Why? Because <laughs> I just haven't thrown them away. They're in a box.
0: So Chris Winkie was on 2002's cover. Sean Alexander was on 2001's cover. I do remember, jo- I think Joey Harrington being on 03 was the first one that I had, which makes sense. You're three years older than me. So like I got into it the same, we got the same age that yeah. we really got into it all the way through. And I don't think I ever got the, the, the Denard Robinson one because I was already out of college at that point. So I was playing a lot less, but this this game stopped me from playing video games. Like the loss of this game, that was it for me. I was done.
1: Yeah. Because there's massive college football fans and they love this game. They, they just love it.
0: And here's the best thing is like, we can set this thing up to be a part of our business. So we we can get, you know, we can, we can do things like this, move down the road where you're playing Madden and who knows what we're going to come up with uh, over the next year or so. So very excited. The hourglass with sand falling through one because of all the time that I spent playing it. And two, you know, we got to be patient with this because this isn't just coming out this football season. It'll be a, a couple of years,
1: right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct.
0: All right. A to Z sports, Zach, it is time to throw shade. We throw shade every, every Wednesday to end our show. My shade is on shipping and we'll get to it shortly. But first let me tell you guys about renters warehouse, Nashville, Nashville, renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Find out how much your home can rent for by going to the website, renterswarehouse.com. There's so many different ways you can use renters warehouse uh, for your family to help yourself out with financial situations, create new cash flows, build long-term equity and wealth with renterswarehouse.com.
1: A to Z sports. Don't forget BetMGM. That is our our title sponsor. They will hook you up. The king of sportsbook, especially leading up to the big game on Sunday, they've got a great deal for you. One dollar you put down, one dollar on a money line of whatever team that you pick, you can win a hundred dollars if you win that bet. That, I mean, you. That's just do it. Download the app, BetMGM code ATOZ Sports. We're gonna be talking about all different kind of promotions, and we got a lot of things in store with BetMGM. So, looking forward to that.
0: A to Z Sports throw in shade. Uh, Rob says TVs will be sold at a record rate in 2023 when the video game comes out. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, Zach, do you want to start with shade first? Or you want me to go first?
1: Uh, I can go. Okay, because I'm gonna do a little side shade, and then I'm gonna do my real shade. So, my side
0: your shade sandwich, if you want to.
1: Uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, My, my side shade won't do that much because everybody's heard of it, but my side shade goes to the woman that bitched out LeBron courtside in Atlanta. She's 25, but she's had the work done of like a 50 year old. She's got Botox. She's got fake lips, fake everything. She doesn't look good for age 25. Like, she looks fake. And like, I know she's she's married to an old, like, I don't care who you're married to or who you love. That's your own, that's your own thing. Now, I can criticize you if you're 25 and you've had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cosmetic surgery when you didn't need to, right? And look, your own body, you can do that, but I can criticize you. The Girl looked awful. Like, she's 25 years old. Like you have youth on your side. What is she going to look like at fifty-seven? A lot of money deep. So did you I, did you did you see what
0: uh, was audible from LeBron of the comment that he made? The one steroid aw- ass, your yeah, old, steroid yeah, ass? Yeah, old steroid ass, old steroid ass, which is it, funny. Yes. that's good. That's it, good quality it content. Looks like, it looks very very accurate as
1: well. So, you know, LeBron spitting the truth right there. So that was my side shade. Here's my real shade. Something okay. I saw on Twitter, Super Bowl, right? I mean, there's no Super Bowl stories all week. That's a big thing. The biggest Super Bowl story, this is my shade. The biggest Super Bowl story that I have seen this week, and probably nobody's seen this because I found it so ridiculous. A Bucks reporter is down there in Tampa covering the game because it was about the only people covering the game. He went to like a pop-up shop around Tampa and found these $20 Super Bowl golf balls per. Per ball is $20. Now, Austin, I do not particularly play a lot of golf, so I don't know the cost of per individual ball. I know Pro V1s, Titleist, those are very expensive, but $20 Per golf ball, I found found that absolutely ridiculous. On top of that, was the only story that I saw this week. Ugh. And granted, we're in on Wednesday of Super Bowl week, but f you coronavirus. That's what I have to say. Yeah, no kidding. That's that sucks. And look,
0: and the Super Bowl doesn't feel like
1: the Super Bowl, and last year.
0: Kobe took over a lot of the Super Bowl because he passed away like the Sunday before Radio Row began. That's right. And so there was a different feel about that. But because of everybody who gathered in Miami for the Super Bowl, I feel like we got really good content out of the Super Bowl uh, and, and really good stories about Kobe Bryant and his impact because it happened that week, right? And, you know, we got the Derrick Henry stuff last year with the Super Bowl, him talking about. Zeke is the floor when it comes to contract and all that. So there's just nothing. There's no buzz, there's no juice. It's Wednesday. We're all supposed to be feeling this game at right
1: at this point and, and we're not. And what what a game. Like oh my yes, gosh. Yes. Like what a matchup. You have the goat, the greatest of all time in Tom Brady trying to solidify his greatness against the next epic Unbelievable quarterback in this league that is trying to go for two straight Super Bowls, which was only last achieved by one Tom Brady on a brand new team right. at home. The storylines are so there. They have offense, offense galore. They've got, I mean, this is just an incredible game that we'll talk about on Friday, along with some more bets, right? With the bet in Oh, I'm getting loaded. But that is the sad part about this, is that we should be amped. I mean, I am amped because my favorite team is in the game, but that's a pan-personal thing. Everybody should be excited about the Super Bowl. And, you know, even even it affects, like, Super Bowl parties. Austin, I know your parents used to throw a massive Super Bowl party every single year. They used to make color-coordinated shots. you talk it's about it shot. every single yeah. year. Yeah. Every year. And I would look forward to the stories of like how many shots they're going to make or like I, every year I would look forward to that. Now, let's just
0: say there was a lot of leftover jealous shots a couple of years ago when it was 13 to three.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it was a drunken stupor when Seattle absolutely shellacked. Denver years ago right because uh, we actually points.
0: started taking orange jello shots for the Broncos whenever they got a first down right because they weren't scoring much so yeah it, look, the, you're right and it, it's a big deal um, that you know of
1: what the Super Bowl it'll be different right but hopefully we I'm can tired have tired of that Austin. I know and I'm gonna be a baby or whatever you want to call me I'm tired of like well, you know it's just gonna be different you know we're different this is a different life we're different I'm, I'm tired of being different How can we get back to damn normal or at least close to it? We're
0: we're working towards it. Are we? Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I I hope so. Like, I I hope, I hope we're working towards it. It feels that way. Anyway, my shade today, Zach is on FedEx shipping. So I, I need, we need to ship something to somebody out of state. Right. And so I go to FedEx and this person was out of town for a couple of days. And so this is why the situation is what it is. So, when I wanted to ship this, the person gets back in town today. I go Monday to ship this. For FedEx Ground, it's twenty dollars to ship it, but it's gonna be there the next day, right? So it's room the cheapest option is for one day shipping, which I don't want because they're not gonna be home. If I wanted it to be there on Wednesday or Thursday when the person is home, it was going to be quadruple the price of shipping, like so. It it costs more to get it there later than it did to get it there sooner. That's backwards. Like I, I want it to be there on Thursday, and I want FedEx Ground. Make it work, right? That should be the rule.
1: Routes. I don't know <laughs> that. I, I that that's something that is. It's back.
0: Is it not backwards that it's, it's cheaper to get it there faster than it is to get it there later. Yeah. I think you
1: were in a very special situation.
0: It's a unique circumstance because the person is out of town. I don't want it sitting on their front step for two days. That's not good, but very strange, very strange that it was going to be over 80 bucks for it to be there Wednesday or Thursday when it was 20 for it to be there Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and look, we've got a lot of good comments. Gregor says, you know, it's not, it's logistics. They have to hold it, and they're not a storage company. That's factual. Well, I guess they are a storage company because they do have P.O. boxes, so that's not <laughs> so, But the, I, I, I just logistics you. But uh, And my dad owned a UPS store for 17 years, so I do know that. But uh, Mark Beach says it would require humans to sort it, and sorting is not electronic, or now all electronic. There's a point there.
0: Yeah, Jeff says I could require a signature so it won't be left there. Yeah, but then there's going to be like the guy shows up on Tuesday yeah, and maybe to deliver it, nobody's home. Lunch. He's going to come up. He's going to show up Wednesday. Nobody's home. And then it's going to say, well, now you have to go pick it up in the distribution center. We know how that works. We've handled that stuff before with our business over the last several years.
1: I actually have, uh, I have the opposite of that story with FedEx, which is kind of funny. So I had a document overnighted to me yesterday and it was supposed to be here before noon. That's what it said. It was an important document. It arrived at my door, knock and all, which I appreciated because it made sure that I, I knew that it was there at 1155. It was pretty remarkable. I was like, how did this happen? Again, you have success stories and horror stories or weird stories in this case, but boom, that I, I did see that. And this is something to to bring up. And Rob brings up shade on Morgan Wallen. If you saw, you know, he, uh, idiot. No idea. No. Oh, idea. You, so Morgan Wallen got caught on camera saying the N word. Oh. To, uh, it sounded like he was drunk late night. And now he's on the apology train saying that that's, you know, he's got to be better. Well, you should have been better before that. Like that, that word should have been out your damn mouth forever. And yeah, so yeah, I don't I, care I, I how no,
0: drunk you are. <laughs> I, I have
1: nothing for you. So that is, a, that is a good shade on Morgan Wallen, who has had a ton of success since his new album out. If you follow country music, you may or may not. But there's no excuse for that. And I, I saw a big radio conglomerate pulled all of his music off of their radio stations all across the country because of it, which is a bold move, but well, I think the right one.
0: That's that's where it hurts, right? That's where people learn lessons. When you when you hit their pocketbook uh, after mistakes they make, that's when they learn. So I don't know. All right, guys. Great Wednesday show, good balls discussion throughout it all. Zach, you got the win over Tennessee basketball last night with the with the Rebels getting over the the, the eight and eight hump. They're nine and eight. Tennessee's still twelve and four, uh, with a big game against Kentucky coming up on Saturday. So thanks for watching, guys. Don't forget Bet MGM, the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app, sign up today, use our code ATOZ Sports, and all it takes is a $1 money line bet on either team Sunday. And if that team wins, you win 100 bucks. That's an incredible deal. So bet MGM, download the app, and we will see you guys tomorrow on a Titans Thursday. Well, I think we've got a pretty good topic uh, for Titans Thursday tomorrow. So we'll see you guys later on. Thanks.
1: Adios.